The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey gang, Kevin Goatee here. Welcome to Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast, the best movie review slash movie debate podcast out there where we invite guests to pick a film they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. This week... Chris Woolsey from Crackle comes on to try and attack the recent James Bond classic, Casino Royale. Joining me is guest host comic Rich Carucci. Take it away, you handsome devil. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. Crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women. Rich Carucci, guest host. How are you, pal? Name. I'm good. I'm good. That is Conan. Right? Yes. Look at you. Guest co-host nailing that out of the gate. Kevin Goatee, Rich Carucci, as I said, is going to be co-captain of this ship of nonsense. And we've got Chris Woolsey joining us today from Crackle. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, thanks for having me. This is amazing. I'm so excited to be here with the cool kids, finally. Yeah. <laughs> it only and- took me 50 years to get to the cool kids table. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the back of the bus where we throw the spitballs and airplanes at the nerds' heads. Excellent. I've been Chris- waiting. Chris has chosen a film that is, in a sense, a first of the franchise in our 150-plus episode history of the show. I can't believe we haven't done a James Bond film yet, but here we are. Chris has selected 2006's Casino Royale, as in Royale with cheese. A 2006 budget of $150 million, a box office of $616.5 million, turned that into 2022 money. I did. $208.2 million budget, $855.8 million gross. Lot of action, Rich Carucci. That's almost Avengers money. We're getting close, but not yeah. there yet. That's above like Thor Dark World or Porky's 3, The Next Generation. <laughs> People love this movie. They, they do. They flocked. What? People are morons. They eat blood sausage. You know what I mean? Fair. I guess we're going to knock on the Irish people, the English people and their breakfast choices too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible cuisine, the Brits. Yeah. I've been to your country. It's been fun. But your oh, food, God. you know, yeah. IMDB, as we all know, fellas, is a scale one through 10 with decimal places. 
Chris, what do you think Casino Royale scored on the old IMDb? Well, knowing the intelligence of the average moviegoer, I am going to go with an 8.6. Rich Carucci, your guess, sir. I would say now 7.6. Well, we got ourselves a nice middle here. Eight flat is Mm. the number. Nice. Flat. Rotten Tomatoes, as we all know, is a scale one through 100. What do you think, Rich Carucci, this time first? What do you think the critics gave Casino Royale? Six. Six, so 60%. Okay, wow. That's pretty unforgiving. Uh, How about yourself, Chris? What do you think the critics gave this film? I'm going with 71. 94. You both could be more off. Oh, my God. Love this film. That's amazing. Maybe it's because the last two Brazen films were just pure dog shit. And anything above those. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, I mean, Christ Almighty, the world is not enough and die another day. I mean, that was worse than getting nut tortured. Oh, wait, we'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> yes, brutal. What do you think, back to you, Chris Woolsey, what do you think the audience gave Casino Royale? I'll do Ninety-five. Rich Carucci, what do you think they gave this? Not a 90. They must have loved it, yeah. One of you is dead nuts on, is therefore won both showcases here on the fabulous Price is Right. And that is co host Rich Carucci, 90% dead nuts on. Nicely done, good sir. Thank you. Quotes Bond, James Bond. But then again, that's in every film. And the other one that's not of every film, I understand double agents have a short shelf life, so your decision will be short-lived. What about you, Chris? Any any uh, quotes jump out at you from this film? Um, I think my favorite was when he walked in from the parking lot and he turned to the dealer and said, that last hand almost killed me. Uh, that was probably mm-hmm. my favorite because he almost died. And then he thought up a cheesy quip on his way in from the parking lot, which, you know, that's what most people do when they have to get resuscitated from the dead. Sounds like you must love every Roger Moore, James Bond film to boot. Yes. Oh, gigantic, <laughs> gigantic fan. Oof. Moonraker is outlawed in the Geneva Convention. Did you know that? That's <laughs> true. It's true. Oh, How about my- you? Rich Carucci, how about yourself? Any quotes jump out? The, the part I liked was when he ordered, in the beginning, you're waiting from this, when he orders the martini, mm-hmm. and the bartender says, shaking or stirred, he goes, I don't care. That's like bugged me out. And I go, oh, wait. You know, it's fucking Why would you think I'd give a damn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Five fun facts. When Casino Royale was in development, do you guys want to take a guess who wanted to direct it? She wanted to shoot it in the 60s, set in the 60s, excuse me, shoot in black and white, and feature Pierce Brosnan's Bond. Since the producers wanted to reboot the franchise and start from scratch, whose pitch did they say no to? Famous director, A-list. You've seen his movies a million ways till Sunday. Why don't you boys venture a guess? Boy. 
That's t- set in six. Not Quentin Tarantino. It just is Quentin Tarantino, Rich Carucci. Very well done. Wow. Look well at you done. out of the gate. Someone's trying to. Dang, someone's dang. You, you know, I'm the new guy and you invite a ringer in here. This is <laughs> It's a ro- it's a rotating guest host, and Rich comes out with you know guns blazing. Uh, yeah. Brazen coming back was considered, but he would have been deemed too old and would have cost the producers thirty million bucks. Matthew Vaughn also considered to direct because he worked with uh, excuse me Craig on Layer Cake, but then was thought to be too inexp- inexperienced. Number two. According to Martin Campbell, the director, the only other actor considered for the role of 007 was, I'm going to take a guess, I'll give you a hint, not, the, of course, obviously he's an unknown then, now, very well known, pretty well known, I would say, not a super household name unless you're into superheroes. Jeremy Renner. No. Damn. Don't tell me Robert Downey. No. Henry Cavill, Superman. Oh, that's right. But he was too—he was too puffy, too young, at twenty-two years old at the time, (laughs) and boring. Oh my! Very boring. Before Craig was cast, the producers looked at Christian Bale, Orlando Bloom, Gerard Butler, Ewan McGregor, Dominic West, Sam Worthington, and Carl Urban. Oof! I like Ewan McGregor would be good. Carl Urban, I like too. Bale could have pulled it off. Yeah, he's a psycho. He could play anything. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, the opening parkour chase scene is one of Casino Royale's most spectacular set pieces. One of the most exciting in the franchise. In fact, took a whopping six weeks to shoot. I saw that. Yep. And that was the most exciting scene in the entire movie. Mm, It's up there. Done done in the first 10 minutes. Well done. The first, this is the first film since Dr. No, where there are no nude female dancers in the opening title sequence. I saw that. Cancel culture. They're way ahead of their time. Boo, feminism. We need to see titties jiggling to some some score. I jest. The first Bond film, by the way, this was approved by the Chinese censors. You know how those guys, they've got a great sense of humor and, and, <laughs> and, and, and intuition in the film. All the other films were available in China as illegal bootlegs. Let's move on to the section where people have questions upon questions in ask a gutter old reliable himself bango 2331 not a question i love casino royale and all the craig films except for quantum of solace i'm not a bond purist and haven't seen all the films but i prefer the realism of the daniel craig bond to the intentionally quasi satirical older films more of a statement as he said but okay next uh at lord snurts should bond join the late queen and be laid to rest Please, please just put us all out of out of our misery. Sounds like you prefer his coffin shaken, not stirred. That's it. Just buried six feet deep. At Nemirovsky, was Ursula Andress better as Honey Rider in Dr. No or as James Bond in Casino Royale? <laughs> I like uh, that. Same, que- same uh, person. My actual question, which Bond villain is your favorite? I would say Mike Myers. Wow. Not even given the common courtesy of a Connery film villain. Nothing. It's got to be Jaws. Oh, stop it, Rich. 
So my friend, funny story, my friend grew up next door to Jaws, the actor. Did he really? Jaws. Yep. And she said he's the nicest guy she ever met in her life. Like, just a goob and just super nice. Did she get a free T-shirt that says, guns don't kill people, I kill people? <laughs> She did. And a bumper sticker to go with it. <laughs> I wish I had that shirt. Uh, at Joe Loves Chem, he wants to know to you, how come the ads on Crackle happen in the middle of the scenes and even in the middle of dialogue during movies? Can this be fixed? Yes, but we refuse to do so. No, I'm kidding. We're actually we're working on that now. So we're going to have a uh, algorithm that's going to fix all of that. At Delvin Cox, who's going to co-host our next episode. Now I'm curious, which of your Bond is his favorite, which is your favorite? And what do you want in your James Bond? Is this question for me? It is for you. Um, I would say Sean Connery is my favorite. Right. Um, and what do I want in my Bond? I want competency mm -hmm. and massive sex appeal mm -hmm. fair rich carucci what do you want to see in your james bond besides you inside of him lots of hot chicks that he's banging lots of hot chicks yeah who knows maybe the new james bond is going to go down that road but maybe a different kind of james bond in today's society oh you know it <laughs> we'll see about that and i think that yes that does that does it for ask a gutter well, friends, I can see our new friend, Chris Woolsey, is ready to attack Daniel Craig, Nut Torture, and an Aston Martin that does about a five and a half turn on uh, while stopping short of killing a girl. So, Rich, let's invite Chris to Gut the Sacred Cow. All right. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I did not like this movie. I, I didn't like it when I first saw it. And then revisiting it, I actually realized that I was wrong when I first saw it. It's, it's actually worse than I thought it was. It's, uh, I've, got, I've got so many issues. I had to make a, a laundry list here because so many things. Uh, first of all, we've never seen a Bond who is more inept than this Bond. Uh, he he had to get rescued like 14 times in this film. It's, uh, I, 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 got, I got confused as to whether um, the, the female lead was the love interest or a nanny, because she's constantly running around having to save him, pulling guns out of people's hands and, and uh, putting defibrillators together after like a 10 minute gap where he clearly is in distress and stumbles into the parking lot. And then she waits like a good 10 minutes before she goes after him. Uh, it's just, it, yeah, it, that, but I think more than anything else, watching people play cards is maybe the most boring thing you could ever have to do. The world series of poker. There's a reason it's on at like two in the morning because nobody wants to watch that. It's on. Me. It's on prime time. You could be more wrong. They aired it all. Really? The, yes. I because I watched the World Series of Poker for a while, and it, it was on the for a while, eight o'clock, nine o'clock ESPN because I DVR'd it then. So okay, great. Then I'd be bored at eight o'clock rather than <laughs> twelve thirty. It's so boring, and and uh, a little. I, I looked into a lot of the. You pulled up a lot of great trivia. I, I found you. Uh, 
I, I looked into it too. There, there was a lot. Um, somebody pointed out that there's absolutely no skill in any of the hands that, that Bond has dealt. Every hand that he plays in that movie, he wins because of sheer luck, which is just, again. It's in here. Is it? See, you are good. You always do your research. Yeah. Every every hand is a full house or better. And yeah. every, and I, I'll tip my hand. Every fucking poker film virtually, I think Rounders was the exception at times, every hand has to be some monstrous astronomical odds likelihood of it happening. No one ever says some kind of final table, final hand moment. Someone just raises all in and bluffs with ace five offsuit. You don't see that. There's nope. no there's no drama. It's always four of a kind. Oh yeah, straight flush. Like that doesn't happen in totally. real life. Totally. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um so yeah, uh I don't know if you if you want me to just start at the beginning and we'll Yeah, go on. ahead. Fire away, man. Okay. So I, I, yeah, I, I I just didn't like the film from the first frame. So we have the we have the black and white flashback, but then in that we have a flashback within a flashback. So we've got him talking to his boss, presumably. And then while we're talking, we've got another black and white flashback of Bond killing some guy with the worst shirt in the entire world. That guy decide that guy deserved to die <laughs> just for putting that shirt on. And then we get to watch a fight scene that was like a massive ripoff of the Born Identity. And then we cut back to the the first flashback, is if that's not confusing enough. Right. And Bond's boss, who I'm assuming is a highly trained agent at this point. He was an older fella, so I'm assuming he's been in the business for quite a while. Pulls a gun on Bond. Doesn't realize that the gun that he's holding doesn't have a magazine with bullets in his hand. I did a little research. It looked like it was a Beretta. A Beretta of that size without a magazine or bullets weighs about 35% less than a Beretta that is fully loaded. So this guy who's top dog in the spy game pulls a gun and can't tell from the weight that it's almost half as light and doesn't have a magazine inside of it. So, yep, I agree. That was a little troubling. And I had to go a long way to find that information. I'll have you know, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it pleased me to no end when I realized. Was um, it? Did you get the information from Crackle, but have to watch an ad or two first to find it out? I did. I did. Yep, absolutely. And and the the ad came right in the middle of the most important <laughs> monologue in the movie. So yeah, perfect. Absolutely. absolutely. So yeah, that was you know really really problematic. Uh, so my favorite maybe out of the entire film, but it comes early on, like a lot of the the good parts of this movie, um, is in the scene in Uganda, you've got this, you know, this gigantic fight scene. There's hundreds of people and there's, you know, a couple agents that are skulking around, one of one of which is Daniel Craig. And um, the, the, the younger agent is like talking into his wrist or whatever he's doing and uh, gets flagged. And Daniel Craig says, Holster your weapon. I need him alive. And then we have the wonderful parkour chase scene because parkour was all the rage at, at that moment. And so uh, we had to get the French 
running sport into the spotlight for the next 10 minutes. Right. And then it ends up in an embassy uh, or, or some sort of uh, headquarters. And there's, you know, gunfire everywhere. Everyone's getting getting blasted. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the walls are disintegrating. And the, <laughs> the guy he's chasing catches one in the knee. That was the only shot that act there like thousands of shots being fired. And the only shot that actually made its mark is, is one that he, that he catches in the knee. So they go out the window and uh, Bond is standing right in front of the guy. And then, you know, there's 25 different soldiers come flooding into the area. Bond has just finished telling that agent earlier that he needs him alive and then proceeds to shoot him in the chest execution style from point blank range before shooting a propane tank that then somehow blows up dozens of other propane tanks that they had conveniently set in the area and kills every single guard. So Bond Bond tells him he needs him alive, but only to purposely shoot him five minutes later. Like right. that made zero sense to me uh, at all. Um, and then of course the explosion kills everybody in the area except for Bond. What, you haven't played video games where you shoot a canister and shit blows up? Come on. We all have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he jumps over a low garden wall and disappears. Like no one can, he's, he's 11 feet away behind a rose bush and nobody finds him. He's gone. Where did he go? I don't see him. Yeah. It, it fair. Fair. But again, you have to, let's, I'll play devil's advocate for a hot second. It's a Bond film. There's going to be shooting like, like stormtroopers do. They, they shoot wantonly and never, never hit a target. You, yeah. you know what you're signing up for with a Bond film. So yes, I know. all valid points, but there's, all, there's, there's more latitude here based on the universe that he is the, that's been set for 60 years now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So. Which again brings up the point. Let's put this, let's put this one in the ground. Let's, okay. uh, let's stop now. All right. Keep the firing. The broccolis have done enough. Um, okay, so now we meet uh, Lashif, uh, you know, here shortly. And Lashif is an asthmatic, I guess. Like, one of the first times we meet him, he's using, he's using an inhaler and, and sets it down, and the camera, like, focuses on it. Like, it's, it's going to be a big plot point. Uh-huh. And then we, I think we see him maybe take a hit, like, one more time throughout the film. And then it's never mentioned again. Doesn't doesn't come up. Doesn't pay off. Interesting fact. I looked this up, and I'm sure you've got it in your notes as well. Mm-hmm. That is not an asthma inhaler. He's actually uh, what was it? It's a benzodrine inhaler. So it ends up he's a junkie, and that's how he gets his hits. That's fine. I, I don't care. I'd be okay with that if you explained it, but yeah. to like, to give him that piece that everybody knows is an asthma inhaler and then not explain that. And then not even that it's not even an asthma inhaler. It's Benzedrine. Like what? That makes no sense whatsoever. I'm like, what scene got cut that was in the original script that would have explained all of that. Like, let's give him some more random illnesses that are misleading. Like, Oh, he's a diabetic. You see him shoot. <laughs> That's not insulin. Dude. It's heroin. Oh my gosh! <laughs> You're right. It's it's it's, it's not like he, it's not like he's uh, you know 
climbs two flights of stairs, bends over, huffing and puffing, and he goes, and he's going to drop dead until he gets his inhaler out. That's a fantastic point. Very good. I'm I'm with you on that. That is what I was waiting. I was waiting for the stair climbing scene, and it it never arrived. It never arrived. Or getting or getting a hell of a BJ going. I need. I gotta catch my breath. I gotta. I gotta. And then hitting off the inhaler. Either or would be completely sufficient for me. Yep. Uh, speaking of Lashif, I had I had a lot of problems with him as well. Uh, right. It's not just it's not just Craig's fault. Um, so the 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 bad guy in this movie, his whole motivation is to fix a bad investment that he made. Like, <laughs> that's that's just so lame. Like, and he he so he shorted a tech stock. So like. What what is this like the end? He's like one of the Enron guys or something. Like, <laughs> come on, what what are we doing here? Like, you're supposed to have a laser that's going to cut the planet in half, or you're trying to like crossbreed people with mermaids, or I don't know, some something bondish. But to short a tech stock, and that's the motivation for this guy the whole time. Did you hate Tomorrow Never Dies when Jonathan Price wanted to control the newspaper headlines? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's like, Ooh, if only the next bond film could be about tax preparation, that would be amazing. <laughs> he's the CEO of H and R block. That's it. He works for Liberty taxes and he's got a vendetta. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. Hated it. Bond bond's going to bond's going to f- find someone who loses his crypto keychain password and have to hack that. So, get ready for more of those kids. Exactly, exactly. The the next bond is called Dogecoin. It's uh, <laughs> good. Killing me. Killing me. Um, so then uh let me check my notes here. So we've got uh Lashif like has this weird thing also where he like bleeds out of his eye maybe and like did that come from the beating or is this a medical condition? Like it was just super vague. And like half the time in those card games with Lashif, he just looked like he was about to cry. And it was really weird and awkward because they would hold on him for a really long time. And you were like, is he going to bleed? Is yeah. he going to, is he going to cry? What's going on here? It looked like he was like, had all these like, memories of his dad and like a day at the park that went wrong and like i i don't know it was just super weird yeah that's hilarious you say that because i thought i go what wait did he have is he transitioning and was it a bot surgery that he's bleeding out of his eye i mean what kind of what kind of horse shit is this but i like your idea too with with the with the dad maybe the dad threw a pitch at him and him and the balls he goes i don't want to play baseball i want to play poker and that was the end of the father-son relationship exactly yeah there was definitely some daddy issues going on that is that is for sure um so yeah and then lashif there's that whole scene where the other bad guy comes in and tries to kill him and then bond rescues the bad guy like in the fight scene in the stairwell which is again really weird that like another bad guy attacks the antagonist and then bond kind of rescues it i don't know i was just this whole movie seemed like it was written by 35 different screenwriters who just wrote one scene by themselves without any knowledge of the rest of the film. And then on the way to the set, they just took all those pages and they just went here, just let's just stick them all together. And this will all make a movie up eventually. Right. Right. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. I, 
I don't know. It was very weird. And um, yeah, I mean, Lashif was just, it was, it was, and it was really hard to just look at his face because then he gets beat up and like his eyes are weird. I mean, he's just a weird looking guy to begin with. I don't, you know, I don't want to bag on him, but it's, it's tough to just hold on. <laughs> you just did for 10 minutes. You just bagged him for 10 minutes. What do you mean you want to bag on him? You've done that. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I own that. But uh, it's like, you know, when you see a dog and the dogs sometimes have pink eyes and you're like, I can't look at this dog for very long. I don't know what I'm going to do if I have to stay here and look at this dog. Right. I kind of had this thing going on, going on with Lashif. I just, I, yeah, didn't, didn't want to sit there and look at him. Um, so yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then, the whole relationship with Vesper was with Daniel Craig and Vesper was just really weird. I mean, they often have this like sexy banter that go back and forth between Bond and the love interest, but this one was like really antagonistic and they really didn't seem to like each other. But then at the end of the film, they magically fall in love in like, in like 30 seconds, they go from not liking each other's company really at all mm -hmm. to you are the love of my life and I can't do anything if I can't be with you for the rest of my life. But that, it's also a welcome, a welcome surprise because every other Bond film, it's Bond, James Bond, and she leaves a snail trail leading up to his hotel room and they fuck. It's like, this is like, okay, you know what? It's, it's not going to be an easy conquest. I have to work for it and we have to work together, but at least there's a little bit more, antagonistic behavior there's there's instead of just like oh i'm james bond and want to see my dick and there you go and that's it so i thought that was actually kind of cool to see see that i appreciate that uh i believe it was Chekhov who said if you're gonna use a gun in the, the third act yeah we better Fire. see it in the first act i i saw nothing like they, they they hated each other the entire movie until the the scene where they fall in love but oh come yeah. on that was that was pretty in pink she fell in love with ducky in the end but that film stinks too. So there. She did in the book. She uh she went home with Ducky, which is you read the book. I did not. Someone told me that's what oh. happened in the book. That film is a manatee-sized abortion, and I wish the plagues of all seasons to fall upon people who who try and tout that as a as a good film because it's not. It's awful. Yeah, I just found out today that Molly Ringwald said that John Hughes was a massive racist. Is that what I heard? Really? Something like that. Uh, and misogynistic. I mean, if you watch a lot of his, we talk about in a lot of the other episodes, we've done a lot of John Hughes films on here. A lot of his I main know. characters, uh, we just did a few weeks ago, Noodles from the Offspring did Christmas Vacation, and Athlete points out Chevy Chase is a psychopath. R Ferris Bueller, we did as well in this podcast, as much as I love it. He's a psychopath dragging his friend around, treating him like shit, and, and whatever. So a lot of these characters that he writes are complete just psychopaths and sociopaths where they just don't give a shit about anybody's feelings and carry on to their own agendas. So maybe well, thank you for bringing us back to Daniel Craig, because as soon as he finds out that the love of his life is dead, he basically just rejoices with his conversation with M where he's like, the bitch is dead. I'm like, really? Wow. That was quite a, that was another big 180 that we did before, you know, I, you hated her 10 minutes ago, then you fell in love and now you hate her again. All right. Well, we're full circle. Okay. Because she got him to quote unquote, lower his armor or, or, you know, get the armor down. Yes. And we all saw the armor fall in that dramatic 11 second sequence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is that all, all the notes you have or you have more? No, I got more. I got more. So, okay. 
Uh, Bond is kind of creepy in this movie. I'm going to throw that out there too. Yes, Daniel Craig is a charming man. Um, oh, do you know him personally? Is that why you say that? I didn't. I don't like to name drop, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're going bowling on Thursday. So yeah, yeah he uh, has crackle without ads. He has a secret password for that. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. That's how close we are. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a little creepy. There's several. Okay, so <clears throat> the sh- the shower scene. Uh, where, you know, she's suddenly got like PTSD because she witnessed him uh, kill a couple of people. And then uh, he, you know, goes back to the hotel room and she's like taking a shower fully clothed. Um, And he goes in to like comfort her. And he sits down next to her and puts his arm around her and then takes her hand and sucks on her fingers. And you're just like, wait, what? What am I, what am I watching? It's so... It's so disturbing. It's like a snuff film. Yeah, you gonna... you found that disturbing. Others found it disturbing, but you know who loved it? Army Hammer. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, that's a good good call. <laughs> good call. Oh well, I bet he loved the next one too because uh, it, there's that weird. So Daniel Craig uh, gets rescued again after he almost dies in Venice and ends up in like a rehabilitation. A hospital or whatever in switzerland or wherever he is sure and uh and he's talking to vesper and she says you make me feel like i was just born and he says well if you were just born shouldn't you be naked which is a super creepy thing to say yeah i didn't catch that good good catch that just skated over my head so yeah nice nice catch yeah super super creep um what else do i have here uh okay so yeah speaking of the vesper bond thing um so we find out that that vesper has embezzled the money that he won and is supposed to be returning to uh the british treasury like they don't have enough money like they would even miss (laughs) (laughs) they basically stole all the money in the world like a hundred years ago and now suddenly they're like coming up short but uh so so Vesper steals, first of all, very cute that there's, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that are being transferred. And Bond thought it would be cute to use her name as the password. Like, really? Was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven already <laughs> taken? Like, you, yeah. you really use her name for the password for this thing that's going to be like hundreds of millions of dollars, which just seemed uh super stupid you uh, he, he couldn't have added 69 at the end of that to have a little wink nod something <laughs> exactly anything anything um and then we find out from m after all of this stuff takes place <clears throat> that her boyfriend was kidnapped by the organization that was coming after the sheaf so you're telling me that you used the accountant in the treasury department whose boyfriend was kidnapped by the people that you're going to be going up against. And nobody found this out. This is the, one of the largest spy organizations in the entire world. And they had no idea that this was going on with the boyfriend. Like, come on. It's ridiculous. Even even M's like, sorry, we missed that. Well, that's a major fucking plot point. We have two hours and eight minutes into this two hour and 12 minute affair. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah. Lashie flipping the poker chips uh, could have done with about four hours less of that. Like, 
every scene with Lashif, he's flipping the stupid poker chips. I'm like, I, I, I get it. I get it. You're very dexterous. That's an amazing trick. Uh, I wish the rest of us could do it when we were bored out of our minds playing poker as well, but um, didn't need that much. Uh, back to uh, the Vesper and um, money issue. So the, the climax of the film is that Bond has been scammed. Like it was like the movie's plot was like a phishing scam. Like really? <laughs> that was like the big betrayal turnarounds. And, like I was waiting for her to come back and be like, Bond, I just discovered that your cousin is actually the treasurer of Burundi and he's left you $10 million. Let's go buy some Apple cards so that we can then get this money for you. Like, it was just, I don't know. I, maybe it's just me, but it seemed really weird when he's on the phone and M's telling him that the money's not in the account. I'm like, this is our Bond? This is there so you're saying that uh, Paul Haggis, who was a screenwriter, goes, let's do a Nigerian prince scam, but we can't have a Nigerian prince. That's just too easy. Exactly. <laughs> we have to tie in some love to love interest. And, oh, you know what? Poker is the rage. Chris Moneymaker won the World Series of Poker. Let's tie all these together. And Kaflui, Casino Royale. Yep, that's it. That's it. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, so what else? Okay, so obviously uh, watching Bond get his buffalo smashed for like <laughs> five straight minutes. I'm like, I, I didn't need to see four seconds of that. Let alone, and like, what a random thing. Like, let, let's put him in a chair with a hole in it and then let's get a big knotted rope and smash his nuts like... 15 times with the bleeding eye guy. Like I didn't find the sheaf unappealing enough as it was. I had to watch the bleeding eye guy then smash his nuts with a knotted rope. Like it just, I, I don't know. I'm, if, I'm used if, to be. Yeah. Sorry. If that was upsetting to you, don't watch a film called bone Tomahawk. Cause that's really going to get your nuts in a knot. Ha. Huh? Don't, right, don't, don't. Bone Tomahawk. watch it. I, I watch, watch it. And, Watch that scene and you'll just email me and go, oh, fuck, man, that was rough. Oh, the kids are going to love this one tonight. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Good night, uh, kids. Good night. Tuck you in. <laughs> so Bond's getting his buffalo smashed. And uh, then some random old guy who we saw for about four seconds comes in and kills the antagonist. So not only does our protagonist need to get rescued again, but he doesn't even dispatch the villain. Somebody else does who hasn't been in the film at all. 
during the entire movie. I know he was in he, he was in it for a hot second in the beginning. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's like, yeah, we just watched an hour and 23 minutes of boring card playing that this old man had nothing to do with. And then uh, what else did I hate about that last scene? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so so Vesper dies and mm-hmm. which doesn't make a lot of sense either, because M actually says on the call she could have saved herself. And yet she purposely pushes away at the end and then blows all the air out of her lungs. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, why, why did she do that? Like she traded the money for bond so that he could go free, but she didn't have to die. He could have got her. I, I don't know that, that part. I just didn't understand. It didn't and her sense. boyfriend was still, you know, she bargained for to have the boyfriend say by giving them the money. So why yeah. would she not want to live? Right. Exactly. I was super confused. Like I was with so much of this film. Uh, and then, um, so she's dead and then Bond finds her phone and opens it up and there's a text message from someone named Mr. White. And somehow through a single text message, Bond is able to find the Swiss chalet where yes. Mr. White is living with no security, mind you. And he's able to just walk on and snipe him from 12 feet away. And then we're at the end of the movie. How cool that have been if Mr. White was indeed Harvey Keitel from Reservoir Dogs. I would have jerked off right there on sight unseen. That would have been great. It would have been amazing. I'm not going to do that at all. Yeah. Classic. If Quentin Tarantino directed it, it would have ended like that. Well, if Tarantino would have directed it, we would have seen at least 15 shots of women's feet in this film as well. True. Yep. He's got a foot fetish. Chris, give me number one to ten of Casino Royale for you. Only because the first scene is so fun, I will give it a four. Four. Ah, all right. I was going to guess around a two and a half, three, but you came in a little above. Fantastic. Have you written a five-star rating, two or three sentence review for this very fine podcast? No, why not? Well, you should because it helps us out. Go to whatever podcast platform you're on. Give us a five-star rating, two or three sentence review because it does indeed help. And I love screenshotting my favorite reviews, ones that make me smile, laugh, giggle, whatever. And they post them on our social media, of course, at GTSC Podcast and Gutting the Sacred Cow Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Classmates.com. Rich Carucci, my friend, why don't you give your notes on this fine film or not fine film? You I, uh, you know, I, I saw it when it came out and I forgot how much I disliked it till I watched it. Oh, and it doesn't hold up well, but uh, you know, you want to go see it. Cause it's like, it was his first time as being James Bond. It's like seeing a band that you like who changes lead singers. You still want to see what's going on, you know, can they hold it together? So I think that's why it might've did so well, but as far as bad guys, like Chris was saying, the asthmatic accountant is the bad. It just was so, so lame. And I thought he was asthmatic too. And I figured they put that in there for all the kids that have puffers. They were like, look, you can be a bad guy too. You know what I mean? I thought they were putting it in there, but he, he was I'm vaping so or you too will be a villain. That's right. He's so, yeah. so lame as far as that goes. And, and I forgot how horrible flip phones were. They had flip phones, like how lame flip. <laughs> I was the last guy to get rid of them. And I, had to because some girl asked me what time it was once at a club and I went to open the flip phone and she went you have a flip phone and laughed in my face did she call did she did she did she did she think that you're an orthodox Jew is that why she thought that 
she just I she got, must have thought I had no dick. It just that's what it felt like. Like I was pulling out my dick and she was going, <laughs> ha ha, it looks like a dick only smaller. Like I was just shrunk. Have a good night, Nokia boy. <laughs> At the beginning, the beginning. This is what got me too. James Bond is the fastest white guy you ever seen. Yeah. He's chasing a black guy, but not only a black guy, a guy from Africa in Africa, and he's keeping up with him. That was the lame. He's like, come on. That guy was like a superhero. That black guy was jumping through windows and flying down stuff. He's just like, la, da, da. like it was it was just like so lame. I'm like, come on. He's keeping up with him the whole time. Yeah. It's just that 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 just uh, wait, wait maybe it's Steve Prefontaine as James Bond. Yes, it was just it, it was. It. I know Tom Cruise doesn't run that fast. Right, right, right. And but they just, both but they both run that same scissor like arm motion that yeah, back and yeah. forth of their hands. It always cracks yeah. like, like they're chopping. Yeah, they're, 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 they're two police officer run totally. Yeah, they're, they're, that's they're, the white guy run. Yeah, yeah, the police officer from uh, Terminator yeah, Two. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're chopping vegetables and running at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yellow cabs, too. You forget they used to have cabs. Like, you know, you see them if you go into the city, but you're like, oh my yeah. God. You know, it's just, that was lame. Le Chief, I kept picture, I kept saying Le Chef in my head. I was like, what a lame fucking, just, and he was creepy looking. You didn't know what was going on. I was no. waiting for him to be like a cyborg or something because of the eyes. And then he yeah. had some yeah. kind of stigmata. Thing out of I thought it. it was going to be the dumb, like the dumb cyborg eye thing or something. Yeah, something sure. like that. Yeah, he yeah, pulls out. He pulls out the eye, like in last uh, last action hero, where the guy, the ginger, pulls out the eye. I love that movie. It's so yeah. underrated. Yeah, yeah. It turned out to be a bomb in one of those. That's so great. And, yeah. and the one thing about James Bond is he's like even the airport scene. He's his face is getting cut up blood, but every time you see him, not a scar. Not a scratch, you know. Nope. The next scene. But this is Bond, though. You can't, you can't knock this because they do it in every single Bond film. The, but that's every film does that, Rich. You can't, you can't knock that for that. Other things, everything else you said, yes. But this is Bond. This is what happens. He goes through same thing with Cruise and Mission Impossible. That's what happens. They don't get a stitch of damage. Maybe a, a gash or two in the final battle in the end, and that's it. Uh, you're, you're right. You're right. And, and I, I like the scene. Where they're gonna go to play cards, and they he, he they both picked out Alfreds for each other. Yeah. I thought that was funny because I would have liked him to say like on the bed I have a Bo Peep outfit for you because that's like his fetish. And she's like, I don't want to wear this. Like I have to have all eyes on you. And I just it's funny. They're like she she, she she makes him out to be a furry. He has to be be like a red, right. like big My Little Pony or, yeah, yeah, or Care Bear. Much with that. So, so so much with that it would have been it would have been hilarious you know uh it, it's <laughs> that would have been and uh it, it's funny too when they're playing cards and they ask him what he wants to drink and he orders the drink and then everyone at the table's like i'll have one i'll what are we 16 at a fucking party exactly oh, oh a long island iced tea yes send it my way what but, are we talking about fair all, all, fa all fair all fair but this is good because this is before the blatant heineken product placement in future bond films We're like no one's going to an ultra chic hangout and getting a goddamn heineken stop it <laughs> fuck you producers <laughs> 
You want to take the $2 million and have it like a waitress carrying them? Fine, but I'll have a Heineken. No, you're not. Your tastes are far beyond. That's like going into a, a, a place and go, I'm going to have the King Whopper with a side of onion rings, and that'll be that. Seriously. That's a great point. Thank you. you. Know, I, I love how when they're at the casino, she's holding the money. Because like every woman that you would ever be with, once you start losing, she's like, no, you're not getting any more money. I don't. It's not even her money. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no more money. It's like, you don't understand. I'm hot. I know what I did wrong. She's like, no, 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 no. No more money for you. Like every woman that you would ever be with at the casino. You know, you're winning. They're happy as hell. You lose a couple of bucks, you cut off. That's it. Or yep. or she or she takes that money and heads right to the slot machines because that's yeah. also what they sometimes do. Right, right. The penny <laughs> slots. And she, but then she doesn't give him money, so then his buddy needs to front him, which is kind of sad. Right. Yeah, that was so beta right there. You, you just got cucked in front of her like, all right, dude, listen, I'll float you. All right, so, but we're going to... Yeah, your we're girl's about clearly a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll spot yeah. you. And I love that guy, Jeffrey Wright. He's 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 a great actor. He is That's great. He was in uh, Shaft. He played the bad guy in Shaft, and he was in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Great actor. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's yeah, good as Commissioner Gordon, the new Batman film, too. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Yep. Then, then I like then I like how how Bond fell he fell for the old poison in the martini trick. You know what I mean? Like he just he drinks it. Then, then he's stumbling outside, right? He's stumbling outside. He falls in the car. She comes like he's like like Chris said, saves him again, saves him again. Jump starts his heart. He comes back in. Not even his bow tie is crooked. He looks fine. Looks fine, right? Then 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 he then of course. Of course, he wins. He's got to win. He's got to be the winner. Wins the money. Lashif takes off, and then he, he, you see him and the chick hanging out. He's having another drink, and he goes, "This sounds. We need to have a celebration." And even she goes, "He goes. This is the time for a celebration. To have a drink." And even she says, "You were almost dead an hour ago." And I'm picturing Nikki Six. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I was going to say that. Six <laughs> you know, you're like my heart. Amazing. Yeah, I didn't stop my heart, dude. I'm still on a party. Hence, kickstart my heart because yep, it never yep. stops. Yep, 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 yep. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I hated the fact that the, the first chick, it was funny when they're gambling in the beginning and the, the guy puts his car, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw my car in. Yes. So then he wins the car, wins the money, and then gets the guy's wife. And she's like the hottest chick in the whole thing. And he doesn't even get to seal the deal before they waste her and kill her. I was like so upset. She was the hottest one. And she was like, and all these people, she's like, yeah, I'll fuck him. I don't care. My husband's in Miami. You know, it doesn't count if he's in Miami. You know, I thought that was, yeah. that was great. But they killed her. The scene two in the beginning, I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place. When he drowned the guy in the bathroom sink, all I could think is how many germs are in that sink? You know what I mean? Like, you're going to die anyway. So right. you might as well make it quick. Right. Yeah, he killed him by giving him a swirly. Do you want cholera or suffocation? You tell me. <laughs> exactly. Typhus. Lick the toilet. Lick the toilet. You know what I mean? But uh, I like to, when M calls them out, they realize the money hasn't been deposited. And this is what you do when anybody owes you money. Being a comic, like you find out that the check bounced or the guy owes you money or he didn't demo it to you yet. You're like, you're going to do it now, right? You're, she's like, <laughs> yeah. you're on your way to the bank now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
I'm on my way there now. I just thought that was funny too, because every that's the biggest bullshit line. Yeah. And then I like the part where where he resigns. That must have been some good vagina right there. He's like, you know what? I trained for this my whole life. I love being a, a spy. You know what? This ass is so good. I'm quitting. Yeah. I'm done. Just decided to give it all up for her. Meanwhile, she's sleeping with him, rolling around with him. Her boyfriend, the whole the idea was to rescue her boyfriend. Now, now she, I think that's why she killed herself. She wanted to have to tell her boyfriend she was banging James Bond. You know, it's because she's supposed to be helping a guy. She was helping him. She's like, ah, let me get laid a little bit. He's been gone a couple of weeks. You know, I'll get him back. But in the meantime, at least I know where he's at. He's not going to walk in on me. Yeah, but we know these guys. He's probably taking shots to the nuts, too. So he'll be able to operate his dick when they get back. So you know what? Might as well jump on James Bond's penis. It's not broken yet. How disturbing was that? I forgot that scene till I saw the guy cutting the chair out because that's something that sticks with you in your mind. Yeah. That scene. And I couldn't remember it was from this. You know, I, I kind of forgot. Once I saw him cutting the seat out, I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. I remember this scene. And I like how Bond was like trying to play like it was turning him on because maybe he was psychologically messing with Lachette. He's like, wait, if he thinks he's turning me on, he might think I'm having a game all that. Like, this is good. You're like, he's psychologically fucking with him. I was just, but I felt every time he hit him, I was just like, oh, God. Oh, God. You know, that is the, I would have told, listen. I'll hold the secret of you're going to break my nuts. I'm talking. I'm just, you can have the money. You can have Funny. it. Rich, Rich pays for this at the Bean Post in Patterson every Wednesday night. So Exactly. I'm like, you got to pay extra for How painful was that, though? I just really, really thought that had to be so freaking painful. Yeah. Uh, Any other notes? Uh, yeah, I had a – oh, yeah. The, 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 the ending. The ending. He literally had to bring the house down. That's what it was. They <laughs> had to bring the house down. They could have ended that movie, you know, like 15 minutes before. And I just thought, you know what I mean? But they just kept going. And you're like, what are they going now? And then he sinks the house. And the house fell like, you know, Tower 2 of the trade. <laughs> You know, right in place. You know, I just and I, and I liked the one scene too where they where, where uh, before that when he had the silencer on the gun and then the other guy had a silencer on the gun. It looked like who had the biggest dick contest. You know what I mean? They're both waving them around. I just it was lame at that point too when he's in the building falling. They're shooting machine guns at him. He's running behind pillars, but he's in the open so much and nobody can hit him. Two guys with machine guns, nothing. Nothing. I just, you know, just thought that was uh, stormtrooper shooting. It happens in every action film, guys. It, it does. And not only that, the guy with the machete, the African warlord guy, when he killed him, when the guy was threatening the chief, you are not going to be a, a guy with a machete who knows how to use one in a stairwell. I just thought that was lame, too. And he had blood on him, but it's not his blood. He's fine. No cuts. You get into a, a fight with somebody with a knife, you're getting cut. This guy's with a machete i'm like you should be one of the avengers at that point <laughs> it was just you know you walk down a staircase carrying a machete you're going to cut yourself let alone yeah. fighting with a guy down the entire staircase who's trying to kill you with the machete like forget it yeah 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 there was a lot i was just you know taken back by it i forgot how bad it was till i watched it again and i just think i think 
not like you said, there were so many different. I think they just took from so many different other films and just threw all these parts together and said, if we take the good parts of all these films and these characters and throw them together, it has to be a good movie. I think that's what they did with this. You know, it just seemed like, you know, from Indiana Jones to, I don't know, to something, you know, just weird stuff and little act that shit that didn't fit together. And you're just like, okay, this could have been done 20 minutes. You know, this could have been a TikTok. What do you got? What do you, what do you got for a score? One to 10, Rich? Oh man, uh, for me, like a three. Woo! Worse than our guests. Yeah. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can find some kick ass merch, some hoodies, some shirts, some bags, some hats, you name it, we have it. Hell, we even have cell phone holders on there. Guttingthesacredcow.com. And if you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com. Or if you want to stop by and just to say hi, hi, that's the address to do so. Notes. I like the opening scene in black and white. That was a quite a different curveball. I enjoyed seeing that. Uh, next, this is a top five Bond song of all time, kids. Chris Cornell, you Chris had Cornell, me there. Yeah. Yeah. Goldfinger, Goldeneye, Live and Let Die, and Skyfall. Those are the other four best Bond songs. This is number five. I don't care about the order. Fight amongst yourselves. Mongoose and snake fighting snore. I guess Michael Vick and his dog fighting rings ruin it for all animal betting scenes. <laughs> the parkour guy that Bond chases looks like Kevin Hart and has made me laugh more than Kevin Hart's specials have. <laughs> I did not know construction plows had bulletproof glass. Good on you, Caterpillar. Good on you. <laughs> this chase scene is top five in any Bond film I've seen, which, by the way, are all Bond films. I've seen them all. This is completely bonkers, this chase scene. But, hey, you know what? We have two movies where Seth Rogen somehow manages to bang Charlize Theron and Katherine Heigl. So, you know what? We can all swallow different portions of bullshit. How about that? <laughs> Bond running through the drywall like the Incredible Hulk. Hey, at least it wasn't Roger Moore because he would have bounced right off and disappeared into fairy <laughs> dust. You're right. Wasn't it fun seeing cell phones that can go four days without recharging? Weren't those the days as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to having that plugged in six times a day with an iPhone? Amen. Rich, this is for you. An asthmatic guy who bleeds from his eye. If this guy was in comedy, he would be king of the alt scene. <laughs> Back to the old James Bond well of having this take place in the Bahamas yet again. Mm-hmm. When are they just going to have one at at uh at the what's that main resort there? I haven't been there, but Atlantis. 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 When oh, they're yeah. going to have one? When they're going to have one that goes down the slide, a chase scene, and then yeah. through the shark tank and into the pool? Like that's the only thing they have left to do. <laughs> that's it. <clears throat> How pissed would you be if you were on that beach in the Bahamas where you're laying out and that woman comes by galloping on a horse and then that horse drops a vicious duke right where you've camped out? Ruin the mood, right? A lot of times, Rich, you touched on this. The secondary Bond women are hotter than the main one. Dimitros's wife is an absolute Vegas 10. Eva Green, very attractive, very mesmerizing. But man, it's a, it's, it is chess versus checkers with these two put together in the same room. Eva Green. It was great to see her loaded into a body bag like three minutes later. You're like, really? 
Dude, Domino, and, is, and there's another one who died in Thunderball, which is my personal favorite Bond film. I'm like, how is she not the lead in this? It's amazing. Uh, get me on. <clears throat> By the way, making out James Bond on the floor is so overrated. Carpet burns aren't worth it. Throw her on the dining room table like an adult does. Thank you. <laughs> No one going to notice a dude oozing blood in the middle of an, ex- of an exhibit. Then again, there are people getting stabbed in subway stations in the city and no one says boo. <laughs> Carry on. Bond wantonly throwing his body around trying to prevent a stock drop on an airline. Does Bond run and repeat at the same time? Blue horseshoe loves Anacott steel. <laughs> Smart movie joke, and you both got it. Thank you. That's awesome. In, in three minutes of screen time, Vesper Lind has shown more character depth than Dr. Christmas Jones has her entire time in The World Is Not Enough. I'm not going to argue with that. I haven't seen this many well-dressed poker players since I played at a $100 buy-in at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Just kidding. They're all trash who play poker. <laughs> As a poker player, they all dress like garbage. <laughs> Shotgunning five fingers of bourbon or whatever that was before playing poker is never a good idea. Shotgunning five fingers of bourbon before watching any movie starring Matthew Perry is definitely a good idea. (laughs) Bond and Vesper sitting fully clothed in the shower like they just got off the pinball machine in The Accused. (laughs) You guys get it. Lashif slow rolling Bond in that first showdown Earn, would earn a punch in his face from even the most distinguished professional poker player. That slow rolling shit, I would have clocked him in his mouth. Yep. The poker scenes do drag a bit, and I ain't a poker fan. It's well, And they're wrong. The, that was not trip aces in the yeah. first hand. Yeah. 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 Bond getting dragged out by the bad guys is like Rich Carucci getting dragged out of satin dolls on Route 17. The <laughs> bottom You know it. <laughs> sure, you can talk someone through landing a plane, but self-defibrillation is a bridge too far for me to cross. Thank you. The black guy playing poker looks like Mark Henry from from the WWF, but in an untailored suit. Yeah. And I said this before, why does every poker hand have to be with the impossible odds? Can we ever have someone bluffing with 8-2 offsuit just for giggles? Just a Mix it up. Bond going through multiple adrenaline spikes, poisoned, defibrillated, winning $100 million, and then not having fried nerves, and then not running over Vesper, Vesper in the middle of the road while doing 65 miles per hour plus. I, okay. No. Bond is taking nut shots. Bond taking the nut shots is a metaphor for the audience watching the Roger Moore Bond films because <laughs> they're terrible. Yep. Even Live and Let Die, which is the best of the bunch, I rewatched recently go, oh, my God, this is. <sighs> this would have been hilarious during the nut shot scene if Bond would have grabbed the sheaf and kissed him on the lips like Bugs Bunny did to Elmer Fudd. <laughs> I've seen every Bond film to appreciate him being a soulless fuck machine. But I got to say, the stripping of his armor is a great weakness, a little pathos. The same applies to On Her Majesty's Secret Service where Bond's wife dies. Another, ooh, curveball I appreciate. I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah. The sinking of the building elevator, that's beautiful, but you're right. It's, it's, at this point, I'm like, all right, come on, let's, let's, you know. The third base coach is windmilling his arms around. Bring her home. Bring her home. <laughs> yeah, I was like, good, everyone's dead. I can quit watching this movie. Yeah. J- James Bond is the king 
of hanging up the phone without saying goodbye in movies. This guy never says goodbye or I'll talk to you later. It's always click. <laughs> I do like how this film set the groundwork for Spectre and left a cliffhanger. I'm sorry, for Quantum of Solace, which sucked balls, by the way, and left a cliffhanger. I like that because you figure out, all right, they're going to have to tie in this. All the other Bond films are completely non sequitur. Maybe they do shout outs from other ones here and there, and that's it. They have the Spectres, the, the, the concept running thread, and the Connery ones, and even the Moore ones. But I like how this one set it up nicely. This is in my top five film bombs of all time, boys. Goldfinger, Skyfall, No Time to Die, this and, Do and Thunderball are my favorites. However, however, you did, Chris Woolsey, get me to drop my score. It is now a six and a half instead of a seven out of ten. A lot of solid points. I still like this film. I acknowledge all of those faults, but Bond films are never, ever perfect. You can are I can argue No Time to Die can be considered. Skyfall, I think, is without very little fat, if any. I still like the shit out of this. Again, I acknowledge all of your points, and I see those faults. I just think the action moves along. Yes, he does get beat up, but you know what? Play devil's advocate. He's not the goddamn Terminator. He's not Schwarzenegger and Commando, where it's a video game movie, which I love, but he's not. I appreciate that. I appreciate him not getting able to skate by and everybody without a little help from his friends. I can appreciate you, did that. Did you appreciate that he tried to resuscitate his girlfriend for all of seven seconds before he gave up and let her die? Well, I mean, listen, she did lie to him, so you can kind of understand why he did that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. At least, she, at least she took the necklace off. Yes. <laughs> Six and a half out of ten. I still like this film. I fully acknowledge all the flaws you presented and great arguments. Now, let's see what those annoying bastard critics have to say. Critics, five-star five reviews. We're sure it's a bit long and a bit forced at times, though Casino Royale is easily the closest the Bond franchise has come to a masterpiece so far and probably the closest it will ever get. Mm -hmm. A sharp script. Lush direction, impeccable action, a memorable, creepy Bond villain, a bold and brilliant Bond girl, and the arrival of Daniel Craig. Casino Royale is the greatest Bond movie ever made. No. Uh, great Bond girl. I like what she had to offer. And this, and I, and I forgot to add this. He was a boring Bond villain, this guy. This guy did nothing except yeah. whack him in the balls and knows how to shuffle his chips in his hand. I can give you 15 other Bond villains who are much, much more memorable and fun than this guy. I was about to agree with him because I thought he was going to say creepy bond. And I was like, uh, yeah. And I forgot to mention. I acknowledge that too. He's a little bit. I forgot uh, to mention that he kind of makes out with her after she's dead. Watch the scene again. When she dies, he does this weird thing where he lingers way too long on her lips and it looks like they're making out. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's cool. That one's for free. In all the Bond films, this is the most emotional and personal Bond adventure I've seen. Yeah. Casino Royale is exactly what the franchise needs to keep in the game against the Bournes and Mission Impossibles of the world. I can argue the Mission Impossibles are better, but that's yeah. the, the last three. The last three have been bonkers insane, and I'm so mad they kept delaying part seven because I cannot wait for those last two Mission Impossible films. Cruise is just brilliant. It's an animal. Critics, one-star reviews. Insofar, I hate this person already using insofar. Insofar as a Bond film comes into contact with social and historical facts, what? It must turn them on their head, losing any of its charm in the process. This is why no one likes critics.
Ready? Pun time, fellas. Strap down. Ready? Junk bond. Ah! Ah! Waka, waka, waka. The man with the license to kill has become the man with the license to bore. Eat shit. Who wants to see Bond learn a lesson about ego as if he were Greg Brady in his Johnny Bravo phase? Oh, Someone just watched Johnny Bravo on TV and wanted to work in a reference to Seymour Esoteric, but you know what? You're a dick. I'm not buying it. (laughs) Amazon five-star reviews. So little cussing, if any at all, in this top-notch action movie. Action from beginning to end. I like action movies more than any other genre. This, to me, is one of James Bond's best. He has to put forth a lot of physical effort to overcome the bad guys. By the way, here's my general little thumb, fellas. Anyone who ever says the word cussing, never take them seriously. They usually have a Golden Corral punch card loyal card. (laughs) Cock and torture scene. I didn't ask for it. Went on for six minutes. Ballin'. Signed, Meghan Markle. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Would love to make this movie. Air slash Air Force veteran. I guys, I didn't know about this. I don't know Amazon review section become the new actress connection page, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon narrates in the movie like he's thinking to himself. I do not know who taught him. It's all about playing the game by studying your opponents, not the cards. Looking for tells which are subconscious habits, i.e. touch your glasses when you're bluffing, etc. And remember, Damon has an IQ of 150, so he does not require much teaching. So if you want to want to learn how to play, this is the instructional guide of all time in American film. <laughs> That's funny. Like signed, signed mini driver. No. Uh, Remember he did the Twitch thing? He pretended he had the, the Twitch, the you know, Tourette's Twitch yeah. when he was bluffing. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I also love the part when he twisted off the Oreo and then ate it, and that's how he yeah. knew he had, he had the nuts. <laughs> I love when people write the wrong reviews for films. That's This, this kills me. Amazon one-star reviews. The first hour is filled with not credible, idiotic action sequences and ugly cinematography. Get the fuck out. This cinematography is beautiful no matter how much you hate this like this film. Okay. For instance, a bond bond runs through a wall. Really? So you can run through drywall, but not knowing without without on the other side. What idiot would try to run through a wall? Bond. Bond used to be a man's man. Now he's a feminist sex symbol. You know, the incompetent guy who is an who is eye candy for women, uh, but incapable of self reliance and has to be corrected by the nearest woman in every turn because he can't think for himself. And if he tries, then he's wrong. Bond's male audience doesn't want to walk Bond walk out of the ocean a la Ursula Andress. Only the homosexual screenwriters, director, and women. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what this film does. Oh, yeah. Gross. Where was this person at the insurrection? <laughs> Seriously. Whoever thought that the action-packed Bond series would become an hour and a half episode of the Poker World series? I'm sorry, but I'm not riveted to the screen waiting to see the next card dealt or if Bond wants one card or two cards. You don't ask for cards and hold them. That's draw, you dummy. <laughs> Thus, Bond was the wimp. Often beat up, too slow to catch the bad guy, too in touch with his feelings, giving up duty for a pretty girl who's duping him the entire time. Bond the douche, really. Oof. Uh, two more. 
17 minutes in and there's been nothing but loud, very loud chases, a couple of killings, some more chasing and unbearable noise. Maybe something interesting happens in a while, but when I've spent 17 minutes on my, sorry, when I've spent 17 minutes with my head vibrating from the racket and no idea why two people are dead and a third is being chased, I'm done. Signed, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> I'm boycotting any more Bond movies until the powers that be behind this franchise come to their senses and bring back the sexiest Bond ever. And the only one I'll be interested in, Pierce Brosnan. Ah, oh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Craig is boring a dud and he'll never match up to Pierce Brosnan. I was, this is them in caps, I was so happy this movie was beat out at the number one spot at the box office by an animated penguin movie on opening weekend. Happy feet. I think it says it all. I hope that people are reading this review. What you did to Pierce Brosnan was terribly wrong and you've got it wrong. He is definitely not too old to still be Bond. How ridiculous. Bring back Pierce pronto. Mm. Wow. Rich Who Curry was not the happy feet. <laughs> yeah, they also Dalton. They also failed to mention Obama's number one for how many weeks in a row at the box office. So let's give it the devil's due, folks. Right. Hey, Rich Carucci, did my new friend and your friend, Chris Woolsey, gut the sacred cow? He did. Great job. You so know, Chris, you know, Chris, any man that or woman that gets me to drop a, a, a half point or any kind of measure in my book drops, he drops, uh, gets it to drop my score a bit. You've definitely got that sacred cow. So congratulations to Absolutely. you, sir. Chris, awesome. where, where can we find you? What are you up to? Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on I'm on all the socials. You know how the kids are these days. Noted. Anything else you want to promote besides just the socials? Uh, check out Crackle. Yeah, watch it. Done and done. It's My, free entertainment. Just like this podcast, Rich Carucci. Where can the common folk find you? You can find me on Facebook. I'm banned from Twitter. Uh, Again? You can find me, yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Insta, Dick Carr underscore six four. And uh, you know, I'm all over I'm all over social media, like you said, like Chris said, with like the kids do. TikTok, whatnot. TikTok. You know? Do you make Jets and nine eleven comparisons on TikTok now too? No, that's what got me banned from uh yeah. Twitter. I saw. I saw that. <laughs> There's like a hundred death threats on me already. I can't even go back on, but that's what we counted about a hundred of them before I got kicked off. Yeah. But Al Qaeda, but Al Qaeda has you as number three on their list now of buddies. Yeah. They always, the, the people were more pissed. I made fun of the jets than about nine 11, the jet fans. That's how stupid they are. Yeah. You guys aren't exactly a, a, a men's level of fan base. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. This Giants fan can be found at KevinGoatee.com and, of course, GuttingTheSacredCow.com, which you found by now. Don't forget, leave us that rating and review, five-star rating, two- or three-sentence review. Tell a friend. That's how we're gaining more and more traction as the days go on. And, again, GuttingTheSacredCow at gmail.com. Guys, it's been an absolute blast. Thank awesome. you so much, Chris Woolsey, for hanging out. Great recommendation by the boys over at the Who Would Win show. They love you, and any fan of theirs is a fan of mine. That's for sure. Oh gosh, those guys are gold. Gold. They are. I love doing their show. Their fans have made their way over here and vice versa. It's one big incestuous royal family without taxation of uh, of over 50%. Rich Carucci, okay. my pal, it's been too long since we've done thank a gig you. together. Let's fix that. Yes, sir. I love you, buddy. Everybody love else, you, thank you so much for hanging out. Take care. We'll see you later. All right. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.